Hey, hey, we're live, everybody. Fuck um, you, welcome. <laughs> we've had we've had a saucy day, uh, Brandon and I. We, no, he's had a saucy. I day. have had a saucy only because I haven't slept. I told you, I I uh, I didn't sleep that well. I didn't pay attention to that part. I know because you were talking about oh my grandma's got cancer. Oh wow. <laughs> Everything's about We're me. We're close. Everything's We're close. about me. We're so close. It's unreal. Oh, man. Tell me about your fucking saucy sleep pattern, dude. No, dude. I was, like, tired, and I, like, even went to bed early for <laughs> me. Early for me. What time do you go to bed? Two. Two. Yeah, because the last meme was at midnight. So. Yeah. I, dude, I pass out at two. Up every hour. Shitting my brains out. <laughs> no joke. What'd you eat? I have frozen pizza. Jack's? Uh, Tombstone. That's where you fucked up. I fucked up. But frozen pizzas never fucked me like that. Yeah, but you got Tombstone. I know, but... What if Chef Boyardee had those frozen... Remember those self-made boys? Anyway. No, so no, I, I, I'm, gr- like I'm grumpy. Problem. I'm grumpy. You're always grumpy, so you're just extra grumpy. I'm extra grumpy. But I feel better now that I'm sitting in front of you. Thank it God. was so funny. Honestly, when I was... When I mentioned... We wouldn't podcast unless I was like, hey, can we podcast Sunday? We wouldn't have. You'd no, like, because you're always fucking upset. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, I wish, don't want to schedule shit. I wish I could have spent all day drinking five Michelob Ultra 22-ounce pours. Low carbs. Low carb, bitch. baby. You look, hey, dude, you're looking great, by the way. Thank you. I'm training hard. Dude, you, you, look, right? you look great. Thank you. You do. And your acid wrap shirt? Fuck yeah. I went to Chicago for this. Wow. Just, well, <laughs> what's it like to be able to leave? Um, I mean, like, it's great to be able to do whatever I want, but I don't really get to do whatever I want most of the time, so I'm... I mean, I'm still like sad. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I needed here. No, uh, you know, when I was like, dude, let's podcast Sunday. I was so close to making a uh, therapy appointment. I was oh, just, you've been and, so close, for dude. So long. And, no, <laughs> no. And then I was like, oh, we'll podcast. It'll be all right. That'll be my. It's even better. It is. I didn't. I don't because what you're gonna talk to fucking Martha. Yeah, Martha. She's gonna be like, hmm. Why do you have all this pent up aggression? Be like. <laughs> I mean, we basically know why. It's like... Yeah, we all know why. This is how do you deal with it. Yeah. Please help. I, like... I mean, luckily... Luckily, uh, you, like, fix it yourself. No, is it, not you, you Joe Rogan'd yourself so hard that you started running, and you're like, you know what? I think I just have to be in motion, and I'm not as miserable. Well, it's true, because when you stay busy, you don't have time to sit there and think about it. In my opinion... Busy, busy, busy isn't like busy for yourself. Busy in my own terms, but also when you exercise hard, you do get like you get that endorphin it's, rush. It's baby, like, it's almost like you've came everywhere when you used to be able to come, <laughs> and <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> and, Dude, I don't know what, what's that like. It's uh, it's like thirty to forty-five minutes of just like feeling okay. <laughs> How's the come down? Um. It's like, oh, I gotta do that again. That sucks. So, I don't know, dude. It helps me a little bit. Um, staying, I don't know. Staying preoccupied is helpful. So, like, just finding as much time to fill. Yeah. No. 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 So, like, yeah. Eventually, they'll catch up. So, you, so you just keep burying it deep under with preoccupied. Yes, but also. When like I'm I not knocking, dude. I'm not knocking. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm really not. But it's another great. release, a better release that I have found, even though I haven't done it in three weeks. Um, when I get to go up and like do my stand up, which is basically five to ten minutes of making making fun of my mom, 
that's great because those are like true stories that really bother me but I get to like spin it and then people laugh and like they're not laughing at me they're laughing with me you're like wow this kid has a fucked up childhood round of yeah. applause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly hey what, so back back to your back to talking about your mom since you were just doing that Remember that time? I think it, it might have been a few days ago when you screenshot a conversation you and she were having about my, about my brother. Yeah. So do you have a brother? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what did I? You, was... So it was a Facebook conversation that you were having with your mom, and <laughs> and it, it yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> a nice Facebook chat. <laughs> but, she just emailed. She just messaged me. Yeah. So, yeah, out of the fucking blue, because, you know, I would say that they're not really, they don't talk on a daily basis, yeah? <laughs> Where's my mom? But, yeah, the first thing I see when I wake up at, like, 2 p.m. is this conversation screenshot. And it's talking about, literally, the only thing she says to Brandon is, you have a baby brother. That's it. Like, there's nothing else to it. I'm 26. So, like, this little curveball out of the blue there. How you feel about that? I know but, it's not real. Okay. So, it's for sure not real. That's... I'll just read you the rest of that conversation because it did go on. Okay. So, um, plug uh, sponsor real quick. Yeah, uh, this is Me Undies. Um, I'm wearing You listen right to now. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fuck you. You make fun of it, but you listen to it. Yeah, I love Joe. The last one I listened to him was the uh, when when Bernie Sanders was on. Um, this is a message I got from my mom the other day. It says, hi, Bubbers. I have some knickknacks I want to give you. If you like it, I have a Mickey Mouse phone I want you to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, um, All right. So she messaged me. She said, you have a baby brother. And I said, what's his name? Sandin? <laughs> And she said, I like that name. Um, and I said, yeah, so basically that was it. But it's funny. I mean, just like out of context of literally there being no context. And you're, that's what she dropped on you. And, and you having like not even the audacity. It's not gall. It's just you being like, yeah, is his name Sandin? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because I love my mom, but she suffers from an assortment of um, mental health issues. Variety. Like you name it, she's probably suffering from it. She It's like, like it's like if you if you put a, a list of um, scattered a list of mental disorders onto like a board and you close your eyes and you threw a dart at it, you're <laughs> most likely most likely gonna hit Something that she has. Most likely, most likely, dude. Bipolar. I mean, like, when we joke about crippling depression, I remember her not getting out of bed for three days. Like, not like we joke about, like, oh, we're laying in bed and we're sad. Like, yeah, we're not. Hey, as, mom, hey, we're not as sad as we really are. Mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> Get the fuck up. Like, I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember those days. Um, she's like, you never watched it because you're. Um, Go I ahead. guess you don't like trendy things, but she is like a mild Monica off of uh, Shameless, a very mild uh, Monica, which you won't. We can't I don't really get. I don't it. get that reference, because man. I don't Monica get is the mom of like the seven Shameless kids. 
Okay. Um, and she's in and out of their lives because she's like super bipolar, so she'll hit like super highs, but she does a lot of drugs, and then she'll hit like super lows where she disappears for years. Right, right, right. So like my mom's a mild version of that. Yeah. Like she didn't dip out. So she reaches out when she's you feel like she might be in a manic, like higher end of the. In her the defense, story. though, she waited until we were adults to like do the disappearing thing. She didn't disappear when we were kids. Like she was always at least physically there. Like when it was her, yeah, it was like she was physically there. Um, but as I've gotten older, she'll, I mean, I won't hear from her for f- four or five months. Yeah. And I don't know where she's at or what she's doing. And then she'll pop in and be like, hey, you have a younger brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like opposed to it. Like, dude, I'd be well, great. I, had, like, a little bro. I know What's we up, dude? I can help you out. Bring bring him on the words. podcast. What was his name? Sandin. Sandin. He's fucking Sandin. Sandin. Hey, what up, Sandin? What about your life? <laughs> How you doing? Does it um does it Because when I look at it from my perspective, yeah. With how I feel about my life, mm-hmm. and then I look at like more severe cases. And I'm just like, yo, it wasn't that bad for you. Like, talking about myself personally, does that ever affect you mentally? Like, because it does me personally. Like, when I think of how bad other people have it. It's like putting it putting it into your own perspective. Yeah, right? and it makes me feel like, dude, No, 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 because comp- there's, there's, no, there's no litmus test to how one feels. You know, but like, how valid is it? But okay, but what does valid even mean compared to I know like compared to what standard? But we all go through shit in different ways yeah. too. You know, it's like one person can be very type A, and they can handle a bunch of shit being thrown at them because they're just they that's just how they are, and they're driven, and they they can driven by what I don't know. I don't know because like we you and I both have drive, but it's in a different. For me, my drive is strictly, uh, I, I can tell it fluctuates, right? And I, I'll get so overwhelmed by the day-to-day that the drive of wanting to do something that I feel is important to me, or even people that I care about that I want to do something for, mm-hmm. that it almost feels, instead of it being like something that I've wanted to do, it feels like a task or it feels like a chore. Even though that's not the case, it's just... I'm not type A, and I'm certainly, the the day-to-day, I don't know anybody else that could be, that could relate more. Okay, so this is... The day-to-day, you know, it's just like the the monotony of the, you're doing the same shit over and over, and then then you die. Yeah. Do you think... That's extravagant, I get, but... Okay, but my brain will go there for no for no reason. It's like why why do I even what what made me think of that? Like why did I go? It's not reasonable. It's no, not. Dude, I'm about to diagnose you as your therapist right now. I think most of your um, okay, that's a very broad <laughs> thing. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting. Like, opinion, uh... In my opinion, I think a lot of your discomfort with life. Personal opinion right now. Please, please let it. Most of your discomfort with life right now is due to your like 
broad view of what's important and like what's right and what's wrong and a high percentage of that goes to like how life is like how society says capitalism how capitalism says this is how you gain your happiness this is how you gain your success this is what you have to do to get to fucking where you're supposed to be and uh trying to deal with that and be a part of that but also say fuck that is a is a real bummer for you as it is for me as well you're 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 very right it's hard to operate in a very strict capitalist society when 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 yeah 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 it's like because those are not ha- happiness values no 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 it's like happiness exists once you get a good job and then settle down and have kids white picket fence and then you're able to yeah. i think when you can vacation in paris after 20 years in the company and yeah and, and it's not even things like you're you're dead on though it's it's almost it you lose a passion that it's a bummer and I'm not like there's always things for me to learn and there's always things for me to continue to try to get better at doing I'm not saying that I'm like I've peaked intellectually right however it's hard to be where I am and where you are in a in a mindset to where we don't we don't gloss over things. We don't just kind of look the other way. We're very aware of how things really can can be. It's not a choice. It's not like like if I could. It's like it's be like ignorant and be oh like. God, I wish I. That's what I'm saying. Like if I could just be like, yeah, the job I live is like for my family and like blah 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 blah. But no, it's pointless fucking phone calls over pointless fucking materials for fucking pointless fucking companies. And I hold no value in that at all. One, none. But there are people, the seven people I work with, everybody else is like, this is for my fucking kids, and this is for blah, 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 and I don't mind it, and fast fucking food, and fucking blah, 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 for 40 years until they can retire. And that, like, is a part of, like, why I don't really care about any of this (laughs) but yes go ahead I think a really good determining factor of of me being oblivious to how things really were and then to be where I am now I feel I feel thankful that my parents were able to do what they did financially for me and uh, because when I think about it it's like it's like when you really think about it, your especially my parents, they stayed in town. They tried to stay together. It's like that stay together for the kids. They did, and they and and they worked soul crushing jobs just so my sister and I could do better. And my dad's about to retire, and and I'm I'm very happy that he that he can. I don't think. However, I however. It's, it's, it's like, I, I, I talked to him about it and I was like, I because when you think of, you're, you're very disillusioned with how your parents have 
a, a relationship outside of father son mother daughter being a person being their own sentient <laughs> being you don't think about their that. own goals and their own yeah. wishes to for them to just be like bah, I gotta do this for my son who keeps eating lunchables every fucking day <laughs> he's eating like a horse I gotta work a second job cause he's eating us out of the house <laughs> it's just things like that and and I it's it's a noble thing to do it is. There's nobility in that. There's. I'm not knocking anybody that works for other people. It's, no, it's crazy to think about. It is, and it, like that. That's a. That's a love, a deeper than love. That's you. Your commitment to your family. How. I don't have any commitments though. I have commitments to my dogs. I have commitments. Sorry for breaking that today. But... I have commitments to pay a mortgage, and pay a car payment. However, there's. There, the, my my house isn't saying thank you for another payment. My dogs are happy because they're full, and so that's nice. But dude, the day to day grind when you realize how shit everything is in this world, and we might not be here in seventy years as a planet to think about things like that. Honestly, it's been more it's been more that than anything else. As of right now, it feels like why why even do anything long term or have kids when we, if if the deadline now that i've heard is like 18 months and if you don't do if we don't if there's not a drastic change in 18 months then there's going to be incomprehensible damage can i recommend something please stand up like i don't know you're the funniest friend I have smartest friend I have and if you that's two, and, two and for the, two and two the jokes two. you've sent me if you could just put those two things together mm-hmm. and go up there and relay like your true deep fucking thoughts on what bothers you the most and then you hear people get it and laugh back with you you'll chase that forever and that'll be your main focus it won't be I don't know. I'm talking absolutes, and I hate absolutes. I think, personally, it'd be a great outlet for you. And it'd be something that's like, this is what I can look forward to. And I know work and everything, but Monday nights, you can go to Joker's. Tuesday nights, you can drive your ass to Fort Wayne. It's unfortunate that these are the places we have, but, but you could have two... Just two days a week, to, days a week. To, for outlets. Yeah. And it'd be something that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're looking forward to. For sure. And something that I think you'd get good at. You'll suck at first. Yeah. Oh, I. But the best part is like how how aware that how bad I'm gonna suck. And, and then, but I could work with that. It'd be like, bear with me, kid. Your advantage is you're gonna steal the show the minute you step foot on stage, and that's no fault of your own. But it's a uh, beautiful, um, it's a beautiful thing. Cause I'm like, oh, what's this seven foot motherfucker got to say? <laughs> How hard is his life? Why, why didn't you go? To NBA? Go to fucking NBA, you <laughs> Scott. You fucked up. I think it'd be great. I think you should do it. Well, I hey, think... dude, that's like maybe the nicest thing anybody's ever said. Thank you. And I'm mad at so, you right now. I know. I can tell. So the <laughs> joke I'm working about working on right now for stand up is uh, a, a vibrator Harley seat. Okay. <laughs> I'm to work with it. Fuck it. It exists, dude. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. 
It, no, no, no. I, sexual so, pleasure? Or yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It's called like uh, the Vibe and Glide. So I'm going to Muncie. Come while you ride? Dude, it's Dilly Dong coming. I don't have a plan for that. <laughs> so my friend and I, Corey, um, he, he just bought a new motorcycle. And so he he was going to go take it or uh, get set up an appointment. And this is in Muncie at the Benson Harley dealership there. And so we're, we're looking at like motorcycles and... And the guy that we know, or he, he more knows than me, we were talking, and he's like, yeah, this, this seat uh, has a vibrator built in. And I'm just like, that's funny. Like, just deep down, because, like, when you think about it, a Harley's just one giant vibrator. You yeah. know? You know, it's like, it's all, thing, yeah, it just vibrates. And, and he's like, no, 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 this, this passenger seat has a vibrator built into it at, like, certain points. And I'm just like, wait, for real? And dude, Let me try it. Yeah, I was like, put that thing in the pass or the driver's seat. Let me go, crank my hog. But he said, then he so uh, he told us that he knows a guy, an older gentleman that bought a bike that he didn't realize that it was actually built into the driver's seat. And he was like, "What's this button do?" Is he's driving because it's like under the seat, and he flips it. And his butt and game, he, dude. And he goes off the road. He wrecked. He wrecked out of pleasure. One of the funniest things, he's okay, but just to think that there there's a market for that. And the fact that everybody that rides a Harley are just like, not everybody, but they're, they're that, that demographic of Harley riders, they're all like, they're, they're giant leather cosplayers. They're all lesbians. Yeah. That's on there forever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, we won't. We're letting it ride. We say that all the time. We never edit shit. Dude, it's 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 honestly so freeing. To everything that we upload is just a raw take. Here's raw. I'm gonna say it, dude. dude Listen, it's so raw. Any lady, <laughs> any lady that owns a Harley is a lesbian. <laughs> we'll fucking say it. Prove me wrong. Email us. Life's hard podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I, I need we it. need a picture too. <laughs> Send us a picture of your lesbian. <laughs> your lesbian on, on your Harley. <laughs> of your own personal lesbian. Dude, I'm with it. I'm with the movement, but this is facts. Yeah, we're spitting hot facts. Would the heat just come on or something? Jesus. <laughs> you like my shirt? Dude, shirt's handsome. You're handsome. Look, chance rapper. How was Chicago? Chicago was cool. Wallapalooza was going on. Check it. So, me, so it's like a Thursday, and I'm like, yo, Chance is having a uh, pop-up store for the weekend, and it's also Lollapalooza weekend. So, I'm like, hey, Danielle, let's go do this. And Mackenzie, so Danielle, Mackenzie, and I um, drive up to Chicago. We go stand in line for an hour to go into the store. The store was beautiful. It was a great like little like pop up art exhibit slash that, store. <clears throat> where you got your picture taken? At oh, that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that's a great picture. Oh, the, um, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. You, the chance pick. So they had every like um, mixtape or album, whatever you want to call them. All of them set up throughout like each exhibit. Like the first exhibit was like first childhood, and then like adolescence, and then his wedding day. And then, like, each album had its own um, 
or each mixtape had its own separate room. Um, and then like the big album and then a merch store. So we did that <clears throat> and then we were walking around because uh, it was directly across the street from Lollapalooza. So we're like walking So was around. it crowded? It was spot? so crowded. And we had to like fight the Lollapalooza crowd. Um, but we walked around to the backside uh, walking down like the shore of Lake Michigan which is a big fence and then the interstate I-90 yeah, and then another two fences to get into Lollapalooza. So we're walking in the grass, there's cops, and we see this dude just sitting there with his back to the fence, and he's just sitting there. And uh, we're getting closer to him, and he just stands up, turns around, hops the first fence like Spider-Man. I've never seen anybody move so quickly over a fence. It was like no climbing, it was just, and the dude's like an 11-foot fence. He hops it, sprints across the interstate. I swear to God, he doesn't look left or right. It's a full-on... He doesn't turn his head once. He just deads it. And, like, I need you guys to focus on this. It's like, if you wanted to cross I-69... Well, dude, what that interstate up there, because I've driven it to get to Wrigley, especially, like, right... Because it's right on, yeah. the, right on the shore. Michigan Avenue, yeah. close. Yeah. Dude, that road is crazy. It's fucking hectic. It's crazy. So it's not I-69. It's crazy. It's crazier than I-69. So he fucking face first, 100%, doesn't look left or right, sprints it across three lanes, a medium, and then three other lanes to this fence. And cars are fucking slamming to a stop, honking. And he doesn't give a shit. And he just, he makes it. He hops the other fence faster than the first one. We lose him for about three or four seconds. And then we see him hop the second fence. The third fence, actually. Third fence into Lollapalooza. He made it. Wow. He snuck into Lollapalooza and made it. Wow. And then we saw a group of... Well, did you see that video of all the people hopping the fence? We saw those groups. Yeah, so the next story. We saw a group of 100 plus kids. This one girl had a stepladder with her. Like, and they're walking through, like, ten minutes after this dude just made it. And there's probably ten to fifteen cops on bikes right behind him. And, I mean, their plan is to, but we lose them before they ever try anything. I doubt they did because they had all the cops behind them. But, telling that story, I just remembered, in between those two fucking stories, a group of three tried to hop the fence Two of the three made it pretty quickly over the first fence, and uh, the third guy struggled. <laughs> Eventually, they all made it across the interstate very slowly and, like, embarrassingly, and they got caught over the first, the second fence. Like, I saw them get caught by cops, <laughs> but because they were not very good at all. <laughs> not like the first guy. Mm-mm. But it was hectic. I don't... I mean, yeah, like, that video's crazy. Where you, were they and actually, then Did you see the guy with, like, one leg? Yeah, get one busted. Of the, one of the rappers let him in, though. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paid for. I learned that in the line to get into the pop-up merch store. But yeah, they were talking about. I can't remember what the rapper was. Not Future. I don't know. But one of the rappers paid for his three days to get in. That's dope. Yeah. He was just uh, a little too slow. Huh. Given his his uh, situation. No, but he thought that, you know, it was okay to break in. I appreciate him, dude, going for it. 
Fuck paying everybody. I mean, why don't you pay for the other people with two legs? <sighs> I agree. What is this, America's Got Talent? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, guys. Don't, don't listen to me. No, we do. Dude, it, our, our listener count is going crazy. I went to Starbucks. Yeah. And uh, Marissa and uh, my friend Bailey were uh, talking about um, the episode where you talked to me about the joke I made. So now I'm just talking about them talking about us about that episode. It's like famous. <laughs> yeah, you are. And then Bailey was like, yeah, listen to the first episode. I was like, don't. Don't listen ever to the first episode. <laughs> Please. Honestly, don't ever. Don't listen to anything. Uh, but we've definitely gotten a lot better. Oh, my God. Unless you're Sweden. It's amazing. Yeah, Sweden, come back to us. We miss you. I'm honestly still just making this for Sweden. I don't, make it, I, I don't make it for anybody. I make it for you. Make I make it for, it for me. Oh, god damn. Damn, dude. Fuck all the advice about going solo on the podcast. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I was telling you that. Dude, I've honestly thought about it, too. Bill Burr. You know, we yeah. should do it. We should do it. We should have, like... A rival? And just fucking fight. And then when we get together, we're just like, not, like nothing happened. Well, because we have the pod bean. Why not? I mean, I bought these. Yeah, and I, so it's like, it's like you're missing the pieces, right? You bought the thing. Why don't you bring it? Because I... <laughs> Dude, we can have our own little mics in front of us. I know. We need a desk. This won't work. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. This, <laughs> honestly, looking at this desk, this will not work. <laughs> what about that? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Just sit down at the, the smallest <laughs> desk I've ever seen. It's a coffee table. What are we going to do? We're funny. What should we do? We're so funny. Just buy a buy some desk. Why don't anybody dude? listen to this? What is? Would you, if we went solo, would you be? Would you be head first or would you be life's hard? Like, hey, I'm head first. Part of the head first, life's hard. Well, given how much you complain, I'll let you have life's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take head first. Okay. Whatever, dude. You could be my first guest. Nathan Deal would have a... Dude, Nathan Deal is going to be our next guest. He has to be. 100%. He has to be. Stop putting it off. I, I don't know what to... T- I keep telling Last him. Last week, I was like, hey, let's call Nate. And you were like... Eh. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. Nah, me too. Nate. Nate. Come on over right now. right now. Come Nate, on over come right now. Come on over. Nate, come here. Just like that. What if he showed up? Like he's already somehow listening. I'll be dead. Yeah, we're not posting it yet. It's, it's not, not live. live. We're not live. Why aren't we live? This many years. We need to stream it. We need to something. We, we need to progress. <laughs> no, this is. We're still sitting over the Yeti, talking to. For real though, in a year we did like fifteen hundred views, and like for two nobodies, that's decent. I know it's so crazy when people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, you do that podcast?" And I'm like, "I have no idea who you are, but that's yeah, I do." You're like, oh, I'm Brandon's friend. Oh, of course. Chris came in. Uh, your your friend that you work with. Chris Cooper? Yeah. What he say? came in last night. Uh, he was like, yeah, uh, I work with Brandon. And I was like, great. No, no, no. It wasn't as awkward as that. Uh, he said that you said a lot of really nice things about me. And I'm like, this fucking bullshit. <laughs> I would never. No, he was really nice. I think he was with his is, is it girlfriend or wife. Wife, yeah, they were there. They came and sat at the bar waiting for a table. 
They're really nice. They came in last night. Um, he called me. I was watching Handmaid's Tale. I'm gonna text him right now and be like, hey dude. I'm just gonna say hey dude. Oh, he drank a really dark beer. He got he got Robert the Bruce, bro. What? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted me also to let you know that he did. What? He yeah. only drinks Miller Lite. Yeah, dude, he drank a super dark beer. I just texted him and said, you drank a dark beer last night? Yeah. Like, how many question marks and exclamation points I put? Because he only drinks Miller Lite. It's crazy. He didn't. He drank Miller Lite. He wanted me to tell you that, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hello? The darkest, bro. No, he just he just told me you're fucking lying. You're on, I'm you're, so sorry, but I did tell him first. I said, dude, tell Brandon, please. Uh, he just fucking goofed me. He goofed me, dude. I I had him uh, I had him spinning there for a second. He's like, he only drinks Miller Lite. I was like, yeah. He got like the darkest beer we had, and he said he liked it. <laughs> You should have told him Miller Lite's off draft. There is no Miller Lite. If he'd have known who I was, he probably would have. Hey, say hi to the podcast. Say what's up, Chris. Hey, what's going on? Life's hard, baby. That's right. That's That's right. That's it. Well, hey, man, um, I was almost proud of you for a second, but then you lied to me. Well, hey, how about me and you go? Okay. Back there, and I will try one. That's on, on, boys. Let's go next Friday. We'll skip Terry Freighter. Terry (laughs) Freighter. <laughs> Fader. Jet, uh, sea jets. Yeah, damn sea jets on the backward tornadoes. That's right, baby. All right, yeah, bud. Let's plan it, dude, for real. If Peggy pours me one, it's disrespectful not to drink it. All right, I appreciate that. He does too. All right, man. All right, have All right see you, bud. Hey. He good. called you immediately. Yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta. I gotta tell him. Top. He's serious. He's he's a Miller Lite connoisseur. No, he's very nice. He's very nice, and and I appreciated that the fact that he was like, hey, please tell him I drank a dark beer. I was like, oh, I'll tell him. You but goofed imme- me good. But immediately I'm gonna be like, ah, it was Miller. Yeah, but you didn't immediately. You got me to where I texted him first. So like, you did great, dude. I'm I gotta let honest. it build up. Let me be honest with you. Touch my hand. Um, you feel how this warm is- I am. Do you feel how fucking hot I my mean, hands you are? Good. You feel good. Do you feel right. What's your thumbnail look like compared to mine? It's really not that. It's probably the same size. You, you got a big thumb, dude. You like that? Dude, is that thumb for pleasure or hitchhiking? This isn't, this isn't mango, okay? We it's can not, all agree with that. It's not mango. But this is good. Yeah, dude. And it's like 14 bucks. It's good. Yeah. I'll get you some. This is good. Yeah. It's nice. But every other flavor that, that Eon Vapor has, fucking garbage. The, but the cucumber? Eh. Tastes like the bad part of the watermelon. What can I say? And that's not that bad. And that's not that bad. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about mental health. We talked about... Uh, what did we about? Dude, nothing's real, for one thing. No, that's my thing. <sighs> but it's, it's true, gonna, though. You agree with it? Oh, for sure. Do sometimes... like It's I'll, like part of... it's Because I want to say that you're maybe mildly schizophrenic. Not that you hear sounds and you see people, but uh, a huge part of schizophrenia is not thinking anything's real. I don't think shit's real. Dude, it's fucking crazy. But, like, it's different for me because... I don't know if it's different. Let me explain. I don't truly 
believe that. I mean, like, if you want to put it into the easiest context, yeah, I believe because our is, our, list, our listeners are yeah. uh, slow. Thanks, Dad. Um, he's pouring me some wine. I almost, not almost. Did I just trash on the listeners? You guys are very smart. Thank you guys you for are listening. You guys are idiots. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Matrix, but it kind of kind of is. Like, let's stop. Fuck off. I'm talking about my fucking perceptive form of reality. Perception. Perception. Not perceptive. <laughs> Yeah, because words are real. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's real. I just don't... With my belief of the afterlife, which is non-existent for the most part... Um, yeah, let's talk about that. No, that's where I'm going. I just... Great. I don't necessarily believe that any of this means anything. <laughs> or that any of... Like, if you spend your entire life I don't know, dude. It's, it's a, Come on, get it out. Just say it. It's a long time. Like, it's a long... What? What's a long a, time? What I would have to say. Yeah, we got time. Right, Not really that much time. I got to get home and walk the dogs <laughs> before it starts raining. You suck, dude. Dude, this time we, isn't real. listen. So, on the way over, he calls me. I'm fucking buying him a Red Bull. At, 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 I'm at the fucking... You didn't cashier. ask for it. Well, I'll go ahead and take it back is when I leave. You're like, no, no, no. So he calls me, and he's just like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I'm on my way to see you. He's like, can you hurry up and get here? And I was like, I'm, I was like I'm buying you a beverage. And, and then he was just like, you're buying me a beverage? That's so nice of you. Because you always do nice. I Dude, no matter what, I bring him something every time. Don't ask for it. Okay, then I'll fucking stop. All right, I'm sorry. That's not what I'm saying. But he tries to make me feel bad. Does it work a little? Does it work a little? It works a lot. Does it work a lot? Makes me want to kill myself, dude. So you, you and I, you and I's, you and I, we have we have a unique relationship. I'd say, right? It's unique. It's like we're together, but we keep each other's dicks out of our hands. Oh, we're we're totally dating. We're dating without, without the the, the coming. <laughs> There's no, none Nobody's of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely none of that. It's emotional. It's, it's all emotional emotions. coming. It's, it's, it's all, all emotional coming. <laughs> like when he hits me with a good meme, it's it's like internet semen everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I think we've ascended though. We're, we're beyond. Oh, we've been beyond just memes, right? I know, but like, but, but like the shit that you say, like you send me a joke, right? It's like the funniest shit that I couldn't send you, right? It's like that doesn't. You're you're creating something that doesn't exist. I'm already sending you shit that we send each other shit that exists all the time. Yeah, but you but have you, stuff that exists. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's, this isn't about me. Fuck, <laughs> let me compliment you. <laughs> But when you yeah. send, dude, when you send me good shit like that, just out of the blue, and I know that you've been working on it, and I read it, and I'm like, man, this this now exists. This is real. Riddle me that. It's fucking real, son. <laughs> the the funniest part about that is most of the jokes I send you, I never have, not never will, but never have ever talked about it, performed it, or like tried it. It's just like, I don't know because. It's different because I know for a fact you're going to get where I'm coming from. You're going to... I get into a limbo with where, like, my stand-up 
when it's it's super like when you're personal. sending it to me, it's you know the reaction that yes. you're probably gonna get from me, yeah, or any sort of uh, response because because you and when I similar. when I say in front of strangers, like, is it too personal? Is anybody going to like? That's what you. So you should do that and just be like, fuck, fuck it, because why not? You like this me? Because you can work that into a bit. Be like, um, so you know, it's like I don't know if I overshare, but this is a really great start. So I'm going to overshare literally everything because that's what I do. It's just like why, why not? Because at least you're being as genuine as you possibly can be. Even and What's I and because I appreciate jokes that aren't that are just like that style, you know. Because I, I still think that they're funny. But when it comes to like comedians or any sort of performer or performance, you automatically feel something that's way more genuine. Yeah, and it like oh, it stays with you. Oh, I meant to tell you, I watched the. Um, I did. I watched the uh, Aziz. Yeah, you like it. I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I liked it. We can talk about it. So let's talk about it. His, his, he never really actually, he never really apologized for what he did. And, and, and that, I don't care if he does or not. Okay. So, cause, wait, 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 so here's wait, wait. my, hold up, hold up. Let me, let me talk. Damn it. He didn't, he didn't apologize <clears throat> for it in the special per se. Okay. Go ahead. He he also made it to where he he really let you know how much how difficult this year has been for him because of that. As a straight male apologizing, not apologizing, but making the special the hard it's been for him. Yeah. And that's like so that was the first thing I felt. He was like, you didn't he's feel like the sincerity from it though? You didn't feel not, like- not even not even that. Like I, I, I felt the sincerity. However, there's a different way to come to approach that. I feel like I feel like he missed he missed that crucial thing to be like, I recognize what happened because I don't even fully know what happens. But he never again. I get him never him not talking about it on his special. I totally get that. However, he made he made the entire bit of being like, wow, like. I was really sad <laughs> for a okay. year. You know so what I mean? Since the last time we talked about it, and I said, I did, I did I know. It, so I enjoyed it. He said, dude, the part where he was talking about like jazz, dude, the kids, and then like the kid, there were kids in the front row, <laughs> and he's like, stand, dude, that was funny. About like Michael Jackson being Sorry like, oh, this is just this is just Eric. He's seven years old. We're gonna hang out all weekend. And he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. It was funny. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last time we talked about this on the podcast, I made the uh, assumption that his um, scandal wasn't sexual related. It was a bad date, and the woman felt that he pressed too much. Well, after that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I like investigated my own response. So, what was it? He ran into this girl at a uh, TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> he ran into this girl at a party, and um, she was all like starstruck. Was like super infatuated with him. He got her number, hit her up later on, a few days later, weeks later, something like that. And they went on a date. Um, he was like very 
pressing to like get the check before she finished her food was very like um in her words um is that very very ready to get her out of the restaurant okay um they went back to his apartment had some drinks um he was very adamant on like moving forward quickly sure mm-hmm. uh she went down on him gave him oral sex mm-hmm. where she felt pressured to do so um he kept making advantages saying like very inappropriate sex talk mm, I'm, I'm not ready for that yeah um, she made it clear to him in her words that she wasn't ready to move that quickly he agreed and apologized for his behavior and then quickly went back to like getting her to do things they ended up having sex um, nothing was even in her words where nothing was rape or anything like that but she felt that he was very pressuring and she was coerced into doing yes the coercion yes so there was never like a lawsuit or anything like that she was just saying this is a bummer this is a bummer she left crying he called her an uber um she was crying like in between things that they were doing sounds fucking terrible yeah it was awful which is where I'm like, like at what point? At what point is, was a special the time to be sincere? For sure not. No. <laughs> no. But was he sincere? Yes. So what do you do with that? Because what else does he use to get his voice out? No, no, no. I'm I'm not knocking him for that. I just because he was very adamant with like. That person I was was a piece of shit. He even like made that very clear, and he's like, "I saw a world where I didn't get to do this again. Like this is something I love to do. It was almost taken away." I know, but that's also like, "Oh, pity me," right? But was he saying pity me? Yes, for sure. He's like, "This whole year's been so hard for me." He did not once mention saying that like I can't imagine how difficult the situation that I put this lady in, right? I I agree. But why? Fuck, dude! I'm gonna say it. Why didn't she leave? She he was she was never forced to stay. Why didn't she? Maybe she felt forced. What the fuck do I have to like? I don't want to get. Yeah. I don't want to get into a point where like, dude, I 100% support (laughs) the bullshit women have been put through since the beginning of time. There's never been a time for equal. Like, even when... Well, it's just so much easier to... I mean, dude, it's it's complicated for sure, right? It is. However, there that terrible situation that he put this person in, where, for one thing, how do you even have, like, any sort of libido in between things where you're like, I can obviously tell this person's not into it, right? There's a... Like, oh, and you know what I mean? In her statement that I read for at least... It was like 45 minutes of me looking into this. She was very clear. There were tears. There were fucking... I mean, she was, she, could genuinely, she was not into it. So she could genuinely like the person, not want to 
progressed that quickly in a sexual relationship. And have the right to say. And she had, to, and she, yeah, she, and if she's like, hey, I don't want to do this, and he's just like, oh, come, like, there's, there's, there's no fine line between them. That's just like you being like, this is what I want. I don't really give a fuck, right? And then, and then the special being, mm, this year's been really hard for me. <laughs> I just, he could be genuine in that, but that's a, that's a shit way to, that's a cop out. That's you being, that's also, I feel like, him not taking any responsibility of anything that he did when I'm going to make, because he could have said, he could have, he could have killed the special. He could have fucking just been on top of it, being like, listen, this is where I fucked up, and I'm, if you even would have apologized, he didn't say like, hey, and I'm so sorry for the hurt that I caused not only this person, but I, I, I hurt a bunch of people when they found this out about me and that sucked for me that that that's you being like i'm th- some of this is falling on me but when he was just like yeah i don't i didn't know if i would ever be able to do stand up again this has just been so but hard devil's advocate don't devil's again, advocate don't. again dude i can't stress press 1 much, if you believe listen, me fuck fuck this i can't stress how much I support any woman that feels in a weird position by another man. 100%. I get it. Devil's advocate, though. Let me play this. What if... No, fuck that. Don't shake your head at me because this is fucking don't recorded do it. Don't do it, son. No, fuck that. No, okay. I don't care. Say what you want and I'll... And we I'll live in a society. A we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> Where, listen to me. I'm listening. Where? Who else am I listening to right now? I don't know how I can say this without coming off as a complete piece of shit. So it's not devil's advocate then. <laughs> no, it is because it's playing the opposite side. Well, how is there an opposite side though? Because there are also fuck. Because there's all hey, there's also shitty people that might be taking advantage of other people. Is that what we're trying to get to? Yeah. I get yes. that. I get that. Yeah. No. I, I'm sure that that exists. But let's just like maybe look at it as a whole. There's going to be people that take advantage of that for sure. But and if you're and if you're and looking it, at someone that's very famous, it's a time though. It's a very popular time, which is great. You're getting, you're getting, no, you're getting the R. Kellys, you're getting the Bill Cosby's, you're getting the Weinstein's, you're getting the Epstein's, you're getting all this. Yeah, the people that fucking like the fucking that he's on suicide watch and heems himself anyway. No, he didn't. Oh no. He for, sure, he for sure didn't. Let's please get the on <laughs> that. Fucking Hillary Clinton came in, sniped his Piece ass. Piece of shit. All of these scandals, which are great, where women are coming forward and being like, I have a voice. These are the things that these men did to me. Yeah, it's important. It's important, and it's valid. But what about... What about the chances that they aren't valid? Yeah. And we're... They to, exist, okay, for sure. But we're in a time... We're, we're, we can't we're, talk about that, right? No, we can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't talk about it. And what if... What if... Aziz sorry. Asterisk, that what if... Very what if. Even coming from my own voice right now, I'm speaking so highly what if. Please follow that. Dude, <laughs> this isn't what he thinks. This, <laughs> no. is, a, this, this is a plot... A perhaps this scenario. Is a perhaps. What if things were exaggerated... Because he never, ever, once, ever came out and said, this is what happened, and gave a fucking play-by-play. But what do you do 
in the midst of this whole situation where the extreme, not even extreme, dude. I'm really trying to be cautious. I get that. The Me Too movement. Yeah. Is going on, and they're catching all of these pieces of shit. And this is in the midst of like the Bill Cosby trial. This is like in the midst of all of these powerful, rich men getting getting put into the light of being the true pieces of shit that they are. What what can he say? What can he do? If if the situation isn't as black and white as this lady explains it to be. So. I, I get what you're saying. Okay, thank you. I do. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And, I, and I'm sure that the people that listen will get it. I will say that it's... Even if you're not sure, even if you're going to be like, uh, who do... Who's, is layman's, layman's terms, what side can I be on? I think the safe bet is to always err on the... the, the uh, Victim. Victim. For sure, and, but that's for sure. So because uh, because uh, okay okay in the hypothetical sense that it's not true that this didn't happen. Oh, sorry, Aziz, but you see all these other countless dudes get get busted. It, it, yeah, it might not be on you. It might not be that. However, what if he's on a date and he reads it wrong, and by the time it's clear as day that this isn't. I'm really trying. Eighty-six, to get your now. fucking life, dude. You're out of there. Be I like, disagree, oh. dude. I disagree because I feel like to be pressing at a certain extent. How do you? What's pressing? Because that's a very that's that's a that's a good question. So like, there's different form. I would say like pressing to you is going to be different than pressing to me, right? Because I, I feel like also with because it's all about like what you've been through, right? It's like oh. Oh, and then you find out that that's not normal. You're like, oh shit. Then I've been like, Ugh. not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that. For one thing, dude. That's a good point. Dude, <laughs> that's a good, right? That's a very good. Thank point. you, dudes. Let's just say, bottom line, dudes, they get a bad rap, but it's deserving most of the time. To be honest, really, to be honest. And if and if you like listen to that and you're like, mm, not all men. Well, you know. There hasn't been a lot of really good men, right? And so, it, back to what I was saying, it's easier to, if you're gonna have to like, if you're gonna have to like put a put a dog in the fight here, the, the victim. I mean that. that it, okay. they, I'm sure that there's some. Okay, if. You, but does that? Okay, let me put this in perspective. There have been times in my adolescent years, when I'm a teenager, that. Maybe on one or two occasions, I've made somebody. I'm just being honest with you. Be honest, right now, dude. Fuck it. Be listen, honest. Listen, viewers. I've made another female think I was more interested than I was emotionally to get the things that you want. That I wanted as a teenager. Yeah. Oh, that's dude. wrong. 100%. That's very wrong. But what does that say about me? It. it you're aware of it. You, and you apologize for it, and you're and you feel bad for that person. I'm sure you did, and I'm sure that you had some like self self loathing and hatred. Yeah, <laughs> but you didn't be like, oh my my year was rough because I wasn't going to be able to do what I wanted to do because I kept thinking about that. Right? You because yeah, like even in a even in a very committed relationship, 
you can have moments to where there's you coerce the other person to do something that they, they don't want to do. Like, you can guilt them into almost... This doesn't Anything, even have to be... Yeah. Like, it, normal, most of the... Nine times out of ten, it's sexually. However, there's other things that you can coerce the person to do. And I'm guilty. I'm very guilty of that. And being in my, the relationship that I was in, I mean, when... It, it, Hindsight is always going to be twenty. So, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty. So right? with that being said, with that being said, when does forgiveness become acceptable? It, and it's not even about asking for forgiveness. It's you just got to kind of have to fucking go with it, right? You're going to be like, this is what you can't undo. What you did, you can't. You can't. You can't undo the set, the things that you said. You can't undo maybe the acts that were done. So, but but what what you can do. Is be a voice for people that might not have that ability to do that. So what can Aziz so, and Sorry do? Aziz could be like, listen, I fucked up, and I, I, you, I mean, you can put it, pin it directly on you. You can just say you don't even have to say the things that happened. You don't have to be as graphic as that. But you can be like, this is where I, I, I was wrong, and I was in the wrong, and I hope. I'm not asking for forgiveness, but I hope that maybe someday I can be. And I'm going to do the things that I need to do to make it to where this doesn't happen again, but also shed light on a, on a system that's in place to where it feels normalized that you're expected yep. this, this, this act to occur. You know what but I mean? In your opinion, is there a line? Because I remember talking about Roseanne. Is it like a line? There, in, I'm sorry. No, is there is there a line of you did too much damage that you just it's 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 unforgivable. It's unforgivable. I I do think like, so. Like Lucy K. Like Lucy K. Is there redemption for Lucy K? No. He can't ever make himself mm. better. Mm-mm. I disagree. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. I no, that's fine. that's fine. No, no, no. I just think that. I think there can become a time. Do you not think that? Not that he has ever. No, because the first time he came back to stand up since that happened, it was a year and a half later. He came back, did a show in New York, and was making like homophobic jokes, and like a lot of the crowd and the reporter that made this specific report that I read was just like, "This was complete bullshit. This is not how you get back in the scene." Blah, blah. Yeah, it's like you're oblivious 100%. to like your own humanity and other people's own humanities, and that people are very dude. So also, we can agree that we we certainly live in a time where things like that are very volatile, and yes, and it's easy to spotlight things like that and then 100%. get get different talking points of a hundred different people, but all necessarily kind of saying the same thing. I will so never... it's easy to just like. You're regurgitating the same thing that you keep reading. So, as much as I enjoyed Louis, Louis was one of his show, dude. I loved it. It was it was heartfelt, and it was and it was like, there, dude, go, and it's and it's fucking ruined, and it is. It's like I can't ever go back and feel that way watching that, dude. There's episodes where it, they were so. Like heartbreaking and funny all at the same time. It's like, damn, like he, I, whatever writer, and I know that he was a huge part of writing his own show, Louie. Do you remember yeah, that show? Did I you ever watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's there was an episode where he like sneaks this, he's doing a show for the troops 
and he sneaks this animal with him and it's like so just the idea of like the animal he he puts it into like it's more than just that he the whole episode revolves around this animal and then him doing show for the troops and it was amazing and it was like devastatingly sad and funny all at the same time and to the fact that it's all shit now linked it's all louis and i also think i i also think that to have the almost like vibrato or stance to think that you could just do what you did to other people that were unreciprocating in sense of not wanting to see him jerk off in front of you. He's like, well, I, 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 there's like even like talking points that are like, well, at least he asked. And I'm like, what the fuck? He still did it. Even if they were like, uh, like shocked, like I would be shocked. I, if someone, okay, if Lou came down and that didn't exist and that we weren't aware that that's what he did. And if you're, if, if our first interaction with Lou was seeing this amazing show and be like, this like best shit I've ever seen. And somehow we get to hang out with him and everything's fine. And then you just be like, Hey, do you mind if I jerk off in front of you? And you're like, what would (laughs) you're like? Yes. No, but you'd just be like, uh, like, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. No, I get it. So how would he have to redeem himself? Okay. So let's just say as a, I'm just going to guess 39 year old comedian and he's exploited for this bullshit and he takes, let's just assume cause he didn't, he surely didn't. Let's just assume he goes through the process, understands. I don't know, dude. Dude, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. I can't explain what it would take to redeem yourself as somebody to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it would take. So I all But I'm not gonna say that at that point in his life, if he began to try to become better, if if he tried to become better, that he would have no possible chance of redemption, that that would necessarily necessarily be fair. So it's it's not fair to think that there's just no way. Yes. Would it? God, it would have it would to be a fucking a miracle. It'd it would, and I don't, I, and and I don't know what that would be. That would have to be because at what point? But I think the actions that he did almost has unforgivable consequences. It would take a lot. I would agree that like, it would take it, a lot, and what a lot means is beyond my comprehension. Yeah, because like okay, then because there's also other people that are are doing great for themselves that are huge pieces of shit. Chris Brown. Why why do why does he get a free pass? Why don't he just people made a new song with Drake? So count, w- countless times that he's been busted for battery and assault. Why why does he get because it? Because it's not rape? Well, I mean that could be in there. Who knows? I mean I'm just spitballing like is it because so, he never sexually took advantage because I mean like R. Kelly is most certainly ruined as he should be but 
What if R. Kelly just hit somebody? Would he be ruined? I don't know. I mean, because Chris Brown beat the fucking shit out of Rihanna. Yeah. Like, not just hit her. He beat the fuck out of her. Yeah. And so, like, it's so <laughs> it's so weird when people get, like, these almost free passes. It's, and who gets to decide that? It's, like, almost like as a society as a whole, they're just like, hmm. Yeah, what, like he did, what he did was bad. Um, let's just put in perspective the entire, what was it, three lawsuits against Michael Jackson? He took a settlement. He took a settlement and was like, I'll agree to this. I'll pay the families. And he, his, I mean, he was on tour when he died. Yeah. He was... He was planning the biggest tour of his career when he died. Right. And he was... He took a settlement for children. What that settlement entailed that he did with the children, I'm not entirely sure of. I'm not going to comment on. But the allegations were pretty fucking heavy. And he took a settlement. Whatever that settlement... Yeah, and it's so like... So yeah, I would say that that's like a really... A a pretty sure... that yeah. there was also other shit going on with Michael that obviously and played. And you know what I mean? But like also here here's a quick one that most people don't even like think of. Most people enjoy the Beatles. Most people really like John Lennon. However, John Lennon was a huge piece of shit. Are you serious? Dude, he beat the fuck out of Yoko. Is that the dude that got shot? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh his song Imagine means so much to me. Dude, John Lennon was a piece of shit. Why and he, so, why was he a piece of shit? Because he beat the fuck out of his wife. Really? Like countless times. What? And people are just like, eh. He was. I a- looked into that dude that killed him a couple weeks ago for like a few hours. Oh yeah, dude. So when I was at he IU, was a big fan. Dude, yeah, when I was at IU, uh, I had a I had a course I was taking called Crime and Madness, and our entire one of our entire blocks in, in the semester was about that guy. He was crazy. Yeah, he was bad because John Lennon said he was bigger. Like the Beatles said, they're bigger than Jesus, and that's what just made him decide. You can't talk. Him. You can't talk about the Lord that way. Dude, people are crazy. People, are f- people suck. Also, that's also why I think why I'm so unhappy. Just other people. Yeah, but at a certain point, you're gonna have to say fuck other people. And okay, Dad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I hear you. It's it's. It's not anybody else's prerogative to be happy other than your own. And I've also found comfort in... I used to deal with a lot of, like, you know, blaming my parents, blaming my... God, I love blaming other people. Blaming it feels so brain. good when you, like, say it. Oh, right? So it, it's just like, oh, it's not it's my fault. fault. <laughs> it's not my no, fault. I can put it off. But when I was just like... There's a certain point where it's just not their fault anymore. There is a certain point... Where it's just like, nah, you get to decide yourself. Yeah. There are... There are things like capitalism. There are things that... There there are things that are inherently bad. I always... Fuck, dude, don't get me started. We're we're already at like a minute... Or an hour seven. If we start talking about capitalism now, after this bottle of wine... Yeah, but capitalism doesn't hold... At least in my... Go ahead. Sit. No, no, no. No, no. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. In my... uh, 
dreams, I guess, of being a comedian. Capitalism doesn't have as much of an effect on it as it would if I was trying to start my own fucking flower shop. I'm just saying for my own personal life. Yeah, it's still complete bullshit, but it doesn't have a complete direct effect on who's laughing at me and who's not. And that's all I'm saying. And that helps me find comfort in what I'm doing because I don't have to worry about, oh, is there a tax on that if I start my own fucking shit for shat? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I go up on stage, it's either you find me funny or you don't. And if you don't, then I'm going to work a little bit harder to try and get you to think I'm funny. And capitalism doesn't have an effect on that. I mean, it will in the long run. If I'm trying to get somebody to pick up my special or what taxes I'm paying. Sure. Yeah, eventually. But in this stage, it has an effect on my day job, but that's not my long haul. That's not my... Well, like, t- well, I would say maybe for next episode we can save it. Capitalism isn't only about the financial part of it. Oh, no, I agree. I'm just... But I get what you're saying, and it's easier to... to, to I yeah, think I think if I think I think like if I were to, to get on stage and, 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 and talk about I think it's important to be able to relate to the, the audience. But I also think it's important for the audience to relate to you. And it's it and it, you don't have to I'm maybe now at the beginning of like any sort of career and you're doing more things that may be accommodating the uh, the crowd. However, but like once you get to a point, I feel that you can just be like you, 100% you and genuine and the, and you're like it's like Jim Gaffigan right Jim Gaffigan is fuck Jim Gaffigan <laughs> fuck, yeah fuck Jim Gaffigan but so racist <laughs> dude everybody's racist honestly when you think of everybody is everybody is okay but not truly to the core I'll make racist jokes to like to what it took for be funny but not like on stage who's like, it funny to pagan <laughs> <laughs> there it is but it's not like let me be very 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 clear about this you I have black friends so you can say no, 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 it no 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 I don't I do not find a fiber in my being to be at the core definition of racism. I'm not racist by any means. Um, do I find certain racist jokes no matter what the race is to be humorous? Yeah, I do. White people jokes, funny as fuck. Black people jokes, funny as fuck. Mexican jokes, funny as fuck. They're funny. They're funny. Depending on who they're coming from, and the situation sure. that they're set in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if a fucking redneck at the gas station with a rebel flag in his back seat says a racist joke, it's not funny yeah. to me. Because he's, 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 he's not elevating it. No, it's fucking so my, like, like I said, one of my favorite things is that, that you can you can joke about things like this. You can't. It, nothing's off limits. No. Nothing nothing's is. off limits. But but how you word it is. Yes. And how you how you... The, the punchline isn't the race. The punchline isn't that. You can you can talk about it and but like uplift and like make it into a way that it's not they're they're not the punchline, but they're just the joke is about them, but they're not it, yep. right? There's a way 
I mean, two, dude, Dave does that two. so well. Oh, perfectly. Dave does oh, it so. Oh my, my god, he's so good. He does it, and he does it uh, for other races too. But he he doesn't make it the punchline. He can make it to where like you I told t- me about. The I told you about where, yeah, 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 and he's like, he's like, <laughs> call me blackface. Yeah. <laughs> like that's he's he's I I could never say anything like that. No, right? That's the best fucking way to put it. Like, there's a way to talk about black people barbecuing that is extremely racist. Oh, for sure. And there's a way to talk about black people barbecuing that is funny because the punchline's different. The punchline doesn't have to be like, oh, because they love, you know. Because they love barbecuing. Yeah, no. The joke, the punchline could be the setup is black people barbecuing, but the punchline is completely different. The punchline could be like, oh, because they know what real fucking flavor and food is, you know. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be so. So stereotypical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh. I agree 100%. And that's why wording is so important. That's why when I was like about to defend this, I was like, I got to say it right because if you don't, you come off like (laughs) a huge racist. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, and I've always thought that too. It's because I I appreciate that about comedy that there's there's nothing that I feel that should be, you can't talk about. However, there's grace intact in how you say it. Dude, and even at open mics, two of the three open mics I go to, we have a pre-show meeting. And religiously, the host says, you are allowed to say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. But what the audience responds to is on you. Like, if somebody wants to beat your ass after the show, that's on you. Like, yes, everything is free game. But, but the repercussions, that's no. on you. So if you have a good joke, but the setup or the punchline is off and it comes off as a racist asshole, that's on you. That's like, on you to either make it right or fix it I or get your ass kicked. One of the I two. have never said a joke on stage that is racial, political. Yeah, I've said some religious jokes. Racial and political I stay away from because I just, I don't, I don't need to go there. I don't, yeah. I don't need that humor. I don't need to say some Jewish or black or Mexican jokes. I don't... And there's a lot of white guys that do at these open mics. I'm just like... Yeah. At what point... Yeah. yeah, okay, you're going to get some cringe laughs. But is that funny? Is it... Is it worthy of being considered a comedian? Well, maybe... I don't, may, so. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, no, no, no. I don't think so either. And then I know that there's people that like... Because not every person that I feel that I would, it's it's honestly like I feel that when I go to something like this, right, and I see other people, it's probably going to be kind of like a shock to just hear the things that people can openly joke about. Like, yo, you actually like saying this, right? Like, it's almost like going to be a shock factor to that. And I get that, like, there's there's just comedians that exist for that reason that cringe that shock factor what's his name you know who I'm talking about Um, god what's his name I was thinking Jim Gaffigan (laughs) he's very fucking I'm thinking of the other guy what's his name fuck I always see him on Instagram what's he do Chris D'Elia no no that group I like Chris though no not no, no one in that group man what is his name I bet if I just google I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. But, um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, 
Man, I'll think of it. Sorry. Sorry, listener. Single. Uh, what did you talk about? What do you know him from? He's a, he's a famous comedian. Jim Gaffigan is pretty fucking borderline. Really? Are we thinking about the same person? It's not Jim. It's not, Jim's like the guy that makes jokes about, like, Hot Pockets. Short little white dude. And he's not short. But no, that's the not Jim Gaffigan. Not Jim Gaffigan. No, that's his fucking name. I just watched a special and I was like, how could you say Yes, that guy. That guy. That guy. What's his fucking name? Look it up. No, Jim Gaffigan is fucking great. He's blonde. He's yeah, white hair. bald. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I was like, I love Jim Gaffigan. I'm sorry, Jim Gaffigan. I'm sorry. I was like, when you said that, I'm like, dude, we're thinking of the wrong person. It starts person. with a J. It starts with a J. What's his fucking name? Dude, I know. I was like, you know Jim Gaffigan talks about, like, Hot Pockets and shit, right? And, like, Cinnabon, right? White comedians. And of course, Jim Gaffigan's the first one that comes up. <laughs> it's not Jim Gaffigan. No, I love. It's not Jim, Jim Brewer either. Why wouldn't I type in white comedians? Fucking Bernie Mac comes up. And Chris Rock. This is bullshit. Dude, we have to figure out his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's not Jim Gaffigan. It's not. I'm so sorry, it's Jim not Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. What's his yeah, because he's like a little weasel-looking guy. His name's Jim. What's his fucking name? Jim Norton. Jim Norton, that piece of shit. Yeah, that's him, dude. That's him. That's him. That's him. Swear to God, that's, that's him. him. That's who 100%. you're thinking of. That's who yes. I'm thinking of. That's who I... That's, Fuck Jim Norton. Yeah. So racist. So racist. So many watermelon jokes. Dude, right? And he's just like, that's the shock factor. That's him. That was like, the special I watched was like 2011. And he's just like, going off about like black jokes. And like, they pan to the audience. And the audience is black. And they're laughing. And this is like, that's okay then? <laughs> <laughs> well, 2011. That's different. Different time. Yeah, nah. yeah, but Jim Norton, dude. That, yeah, he's like, but that's who I was thinking of. Of like, he is going to be a shock factor comedian. So that's going to say do As a white male, mm-hmm. when you see a white comedian saying racist jokes and you see a black audience laughing, does that doesn't change it? Right? No, 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 no. I don't think so. You can't speak for him. Like, do you be like, oh, that's, that's offensive. Okay, so okay, so like, even, so, it's funny. so even if it is offensive, right? And what, what's going to say that a black person can't laugh at a joke that's offensive, right? Like, that, it's, it's like, things aren't, oh, dude, you killed it. You just don't charge it. <sighs> what am I going to do? I'm going to drive home. Aren't so things aren't, your car? it is, I do. You'll get it. No, yeah, okay. keep talking. So it's like it, it, it can't be as like absolute. It's like oh, so if a joke's racist and a black person thinks it's funny, it's either oh, I'm very offended or I'm laughing. Like there's there's obviously in between. I mean, Louis C.K. said that standard pretty high. Yes. I just think that there's 
personally, there's better grace and tact of how you deliver jokes. Hundred percent. That's why I don't. So, so do there's, but but like jokes. if but if I'm in an audience, right, and Jim Norton's doing the, his bit, and I'm looking around, and be like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, and and just you see like people of color, of people of, you know, because he makes jokes about literally everybody, right? And that's probably his thing. He's like, oh, well, everybody has a free. I, no, no one's no one's off my radar of people I make fun of. Yeah, but you, when you're at the fucking upper hierarchy of what you can make fun of, then you're you're talking down. You're talking I feel down. Like it's easier. It's so it, it's a cop out. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. That's why, like, not that I have any standard to speak off of, but my jokes are 100 percent Christian made. Christian made off of my life. Yeah, I don't want to, dude, dude, because that's what you, that's, that's how you operate. But I also, but also like plenty it, of funny situations. Sure. But you know what? Like it's, I think it's also very, very popular at the time, at the moment. And that's why so many good comedians are so self-deprecating that, that because they, they find things that that they don't like about themselves or even the situations that they come from and they can talk about it and they make it funny is almost like their own cathartic release. Like they feel better because not only people are, they, they, they're laughing. You're, you're making money, right? You're making money off of, of your own art that yeah. you're doing. And it makes you feel better knowing that like there's, com- there's comfort in that. There's comfort in people laughing about your, how you deliver your own morbid background, right? Yep. 100%. 100% listeners. Are you listening? They're not listening anymore. We're at God hour 20. Damn it, dude. You want to wrap it? Wrap it up, dude. Hey, thank you for listening. I feel better. I always feel better after I podcast. I do. I feel like I rejuvenate. I'll be better until about 9. Hey, real quick, a bonus, bonus, uh, Content. Hey, for our Patreons. Patreons. Yeah. yeah. No, bonus content. Tell me about your, real quick, sum it up as fast as you want. Tell me about your uh, fantasy football. Fantasy football. Okay. First round. I drafted. All right. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't remember who I drafted. It went well. I drank a lot. I got a piece so bad. All right. So let's wrap it. Sorry, uh, we'll save the fantasy for next week. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Love you.